Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's still not too late for Justin Herbert to get on Accutane. Welcome to a divisional round edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host and Eagles fan, Daniel Hardigan. Danny Dimes coming to the link. Yes, please. This is best case scenario. Bring it on. Uh, with us, as always, Chiefs fan, Danny Solomon. Danny, former Chiefs legend, Doug Peterson, returns to Arrowhead this weekend. Are you worried? I'm not at all because Andy Reid owns all of his former coaches this is going to be this is a great time for all of us who are still in the playoffs, except for our guest, of course. <laughs> hey, uh, we, we got Washington Commanders fan Jamel Johnson. Jamel, how does it feel to know that three teams from the NFC East are still alive in the playoffs? It's it does feel good to be a part of the best division in football history. <laughs> uh, hey, and as we uh, mentioned, joining the show today, you know her, you love her. She's back. We got Bill's fan Aaron Vale. What's up, Aaron? Hey guys, uh, I've talked myself into why the Bills are going to win on Sunday like, and why the Bills are going to lose on Sunday three separate times in the last 30 minutes alone. Um, so it's been a lot of back and forth after the game on Sunday. Um, well, yeah, where you, where you squished the fish. Definitely sustained some uh, psychic damage from that, but, you know, we, we survived in advance. We're alive for another week. Could be the last one. Well, we'll see. It's exciting. It's good. What are you what's guys the saying best now? Reason, hold on, what's the best reason you got right now for why they're going to lose? Um, the Bengals are really good. Joe Burrow's really good. Um, you know, just just things happen. This this game was supposed to happen obviously weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, and it didn't. I was nervous then. I'm nervous now. It's just they're they're good, and what we saw from the Bills on Sunday um, angered me in a way that I didn't think was possible. So it's mainly the Bills beating themselves it would be the same problem for why they would lose. I did that, have a- that is just week to week what is possible every single week. I went to Vegas this weekend. I had a five-team parlay going. Everything hit except for the Bills plus 13 and a half. And I, got, I thought I got value. Yeah, look, I, I didn't think that that line should have been so big knowing that the Bills-Dolphins games from the regular season were so close. So I did not quite think it was going to be, you know, the 17 nothing blowout that it started to be. But I definitely did not like how the rest of the game went. But we can get into it. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask, you know, you squish the fish or you know, mangle the bangles. Are you guys saying something else? Is it like no? I don't. I, the I Bills rallying cry for this. There's game. not a thing for the Bengals. Like squish the fish is a decades old Buffalo Miami rivalry. You know, it, it doesn't compare. Squish the fish is what we say, and we can still say there was a chant uh, that I learned that when OJ Simpson played for the Bills, 
and we played Miami. It was Miami's got the oranges, oranges, but we've got the juice. So like Miami, there's a lot to work with, but the yeah. Bengals, they're not really, not really part of it. It's not the same. Tame so the Bengal- yeah, we're good. We're going to have some chili on your head. Right. Something. Chili I sucks. I don't know, but chili's good. So it's, uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to workshop that. Cinchy? Cinchy in a cinchy? Does that work? I, I, I think no. you, were, you were close to the right track earlier. I think maybe Mangala the Bengalas. Mm-hmm. You know, All right. perform okay. horrible Nazi surgeries. On the <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Stay I... away from that one, but you know, <laughs> people can use All right. it. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Let's start by talking about what we hated about watching football the previous week. Danny, you were in Vegas this past weekend. What'd you hate about watching football? Well, besides the aforementioned bills costing me four hundred dollars, which I assume is coming out of uh, Aaron's bank account. Um, <laughs> I think what I hated is we're already starting to hype up the Chargers next season. It's always the next <laughs> season with these guys. They just got done doing what we all should have expected them to do, which was lose in a comedically satisfying way. And not 24 hours later, there are still people willing to go on television and say, this isn't the year. This wasn't the year. Next year's the year. They'll fire Lombardi. They'll get Joe Payton or Sean Payton, or they'll keep, They'll get some hot shot new OC and he'll unlock pizza faces, new secret powers and their hundred million dollar defenders won't get mangled by Dr. Moreau or whoever the team has working back there. Mm-hmm. And the plan's going to finally come together. It's starting to remind me of the people who said Trump was going to jail like this, this <laughs> time, this time though, this time he really did it. He just tried to sell the nuclear codes as NFTs. He's out of there. We got him. He just gave the shocker to Angela Merkel. It's over. It's not over. It's never going to happen. They just got around to showing us a tax return, kind of. The man is not going to prison just because we want him to or just because it makes total sense that he should. And the Chargers aren't good just because they should be either. That's just not how it works. When I say a team is chargering, what does that mean? What does that mean? Does it mean winning? (laughs) Does it mean winning a game? No, it doesn't mean that. It means pulling your own pants down at the end of games and helping a funny team get further than they deserve to. That's chargering. Maybe after Mahomes' career is over in 12 years, a real opening will come along. But until then, we got to get used to Trump enjoying his freedom and the Chargers enjoying themselves (laughs) at the Pro Bowl. How is Brandon Staley still have a job? Like Everybody around him is getting fired. And he's just looking around like, I'm still here. What the hell is going on? And I wrote into this little rant, Sean Payton, uh, thinking that it was a lock that he would get fired today. It still might happen. It's they're already talking about him. I hate when the rumor mill starts and, you know, this has gotten way further. They're definitely keeping him. And I mean, great for me. Great for all us Chiefs fans. I'm glad you said comedically satisfying because, you know, when it was 27-0 Chargers, we we did this. We started group texting like it's gonna start. It's gonna happen, right? Like yep. this is gonna start going down. And we knew to a now, T. <laughs> now you did try to employ the same logic for the Buccaneers, and that did oh, not course. work. Yeah, I was just poking Brady with a stick. Like, is there anything still in there? What are you doing? No, dude? no. Felt so good. Felt we're. I mean, I know we're not really free of Brady yet. I know that there's still, you know, he could go back to the AFC East, but. 
last night, it was just, it was nice that it was so boring. Like it was nice that it was just, he literally went out with a whimper, like not a bang, just rolled over and, and died. So yeah. Well, his life is over. I mean, the, he's staring right into the void. There's nowhere else. Yeah. To go. Was it worth it, Tom? Was it worth not seeing your family because you uh, lost in the first round of the playoffs to the Cowboys? I mean, I don't know. We've also never considered the fact that Brady's family might suck. Yeah, he's kissing his kid all the time, but what if the kid's making him do it? That's great. Yeah. What if if Giselle's just henpecking him day in, day out? Maybe she's sleeping with another guy. Maybe it's like the Fablemans. I finally watched Mm. it. It's about a guy getting cucked. He gets maybe cucked, that, yeah. Maybe that's his life. Maybe that's Brady's life behind the scenes. I don't I don't know. I'm on Giselle's side. I also am on Giselle's side in the sense that we saw that like witchcraft is real mm-hmm. because of what she did to him or stopped doing and stopped helping him this year. So like Ooh. that's really big. Like we know that witches are real. Giselle is a witch. Damn, I feel like that should be a bigger deal, and we're not really talking about that. We thought Tom Brady was the one with the the death orbs, but she had the orbs, yeah, yeah. and was letting him like rub them right. and stuff, right? And then this year he wasn't allowed to rub them, and we saw what happened. So yeah, he's trying well, anything to to get a little juice out of. He's going to smooch his kid. Maybe there's some loose uh, Giselle yeah. juice in there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, let's move on. Aaron, what'd you hate about watching football this week? Um, what I hated about football this week actually came after the game on Bill's game on Sunday. I was watching TikTok as I often do. Um, and I saw a TikTok of a crying child Dolphins fan being consoled by his dad and the dad being like, it's okay. They played a really good game. You know, they probably should have beat the Bills. And I felt emotional at that. And that, and then I got mad that I felt bad for Dolphins fans because earlier in the day I had focused my hate so strongly on Mike McDaniel and, and just like the bill season cannot end to Mike McDaniel wearing a tie dye beanie and giant sunglasses from 2010. Who's vaping on the sideline. Like I was just like, you know, as, as much as I was annoyed at how the bills played, I was like, thank God we beat the dolphins. Like, fuck the dolphins. Like, this is awesome. Like rivalries reignited, whatever. And then I saw that TikTok, and it just, I feel like I saw my past, present and future of being a bills fan and knowing what it's like to be in that in that situation. So then I felt empathy again. And oh, then no. that made me mad. So I feel like that is what I hated most about watching football is instead of just like enjoying the, the barely escaping with the win and just like, thank God we ended the Dolphins season. I had to then feel bad about it because of that TikTok that I saw. <laughs> it's okay, son. Mike McDaniel will get to hit his flavored vape <laughs> in public next year. <laughs> it's going to be all right. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Mike McDaniel has another chance to destroy Tua's brain forever, you know, so we get Coming to back. live another day. Coming but. back in 2023, I, we're both celebrating these bad decisions that have already been made for next season. I mean, we're at least going to both be in the playoffs again. I, I think that that's been guaranteed by some of these yeah. horrible moves. Yeah. So yeah. that, that's what I hated most of all. And I did hate a little bit. Sorry, this is just second addendum. The Brady conversation of if Tom Brady goes to Miami or the Jets. I know he can't really hurt us anymore, but just the 20 plus years of him being in the AFC East, I'm still kind of working through that in therapy. And 
it's just going to be a whole other thing if he comes back, you know? So just not, just kind of hate that discussion. Bring him to Vegas. I'll, I'll take the hit and we can all. Okay. Thank you, Danny. All right. I appreciate that. And we all go to Allegiant stadium and we win that money back for me that the bills lost. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like a plan. (laughs) I love it. I love that. It revolves around you getting your $400 back. I earned it. It's Josh (laughs) Allen. For sure. For sure. Jamel, what'd you hate about watching football? Uh, I, I guess it's kind of similar to Aaron's. I, the realization that I might just actually love the Cowboys. Oh, oh no. I know. No, listen, guys. Like some this Stockholm weekend, Syndrome shit. Yesterday I won, I won $275 off Dalton Schultz scoring the first touchdown. Hell now yeah. It was thanks to a conversation with Dan over the weekend and i was like oh dalton schultz that's a that's a lock and i knew it was a lock because i know the cowboys better than i know the commanders for years i have hated the cowboys so much that i know they're i'm watching practice squad footage she's like oh look at these idiots out there oh oh god oh man mccarthy look at this fat bitch you know what I'm but like i actually love them and i knew exactly what that game was going to look like and I did enjoy watching it. I knew it was going to, Zeke was going to run for what, 12 carries for negative five yards. And a touchdown. And a Somehow touchdown. And Tony, Tony Pollard is going to look 200% better than him and still be the backup. And Zeke's going to get harder, hit harder than anybody I've ever seen. And I'll probably see his belly button. And then. Uh, 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 Dak's going to run for a touchdown and almost throw his shoulder out doing that stupid punch thing. And then Dalton Schultz, this long neck piece of shit, is going to have the game of his life. And CeeDee Lamb, every time he gets a first down, he's going to do the, the the drugs thing. Every time he gets a first down, it's like a hit of drugs. And then when I saw it, and then speaking of which, then I see Michael Irvin in the booth with Jerry, and I oh. knew he was safe. I knew he had the best cocaine South Florida had to offer, and they had cocaine and blankets for Michael Irvin, and that made me feel good inside. (laughs) And I was like, what has the last 30 years of my life even been about? So let me ask you something, Jamel. Uh, Aaron said she saw a crying Dolphins kid, felt sorry for him a little bit. Remember last year when the Cowboys got eliminated uh, by the Niners on that DAC? weird QB scramble and then they couldn't spike the ball in time. It cut yeah. around the stadium and there were just Cowboys fans in shock. They were, there were tears. Some people were like on their knees cause they, they didn't have the strength to stand anymore. I loved that. I didn't feel one bit bad for him. So do you, did you start to kind of feel, was that part of the turn or when did this happen? Well, see that I like, I remember I was like, ha yeah, ha ha. And then I got, blackout drunk afterwards so it was like was i really happy <laughs> did i really need the that eighth shot of evan williams because the cowboys lost so but you're feeling great today you're saying you didn't do that after they won i you i just felt a sense of calmness come over me when they won god well this is growing up <laughs> is it? I don't, th- I don't I, know what it is. I, it's upsetting, I think. 
betraying who you were raised as, who yeah. you should have become. Uh, disgusting. It's like disgusting an existential stuff. crisis that we've never seen before. Yeah, um, I I don't know, man. It's just a lot of. I, it's like um, it's like real early in Cheers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When Ted Danson's like, "No, nah, I'm not. Hell no, I ain't fucking. What's her face? Ah, uh, her? No way." Eight seasons later, it's like. So you're in a, in a will they won't they relationship with the Cowboys, with the Cowboys. and your yeah. allegiance to them. And I think I will. Wow. So you're one of these people who will who will fuck an enemy. Like you will have sex with somebody you but, don't actually you don't like. But he loved them the whole time. That's the point. But, uh, that's oh, what I'm saying. Yeah, that's oil and water. Loved because... them the whole time. So, I, what I if spent you... more time thinking about how I hate the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And then you have that so, realization. Yeah. Act three. You're like, I love the cow. I get. I totally you love get them all along. So you the would, Cowboys would you... took the glasses off, put the ponytail yeah. down. Yeah. And I was like, damn, you are. You do got. Damn, you do be kind of. Would you go back and tell your like five-year-old self this? Like, what do you think child Jamel would say to this? Or whenever you were at like the height of your commander's love? I don't know, man. Maybe five-year-old me, maybe I would just get my nuts snipped off like a cat. (laughs) And maybe that would change all of this. Because I think it is, it does have something to do with the fact that I haven't been neutered. I, I would love to meet that Jamel. I wish we could, we could everything everywhere all we at get once him on the pod in that universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll write in one day uh, <laughs> from the past. Okay, he does not uh, have quickly, any jerseys, just all button up. Sorry, go ahead. That's no, nice. fine. Uh, quickly, what I hated, I, I've come on here a few times uh, over the course of this season and, and hated on certain sports personalities. I mean, Pat McAfee, you know, I ethered him. Uh, Chris Sims last week. Ended his career. Ended his career. Uh, And then this week. Oh, my God. I mean, that Jags Chargers announcing booth between Tony Dungy and Al Michaels. Al Michaels is 79 years old. Tony is damn near 70 himself. What a fucking snooze fest. The entire game. And so as I decide who I'm going to attack uh, of these people, I, I select Tony Dungy. Because he had no business being there. Al Michaels, uh, you know, he's godfathered in. He he's made some amazing calls uh, in his life. So you type in Tony Dungy, and you immediately find out uh, he's the most publicly anti-gay person in the history of the NFL, raising money to fight against same-sex marriage, uh, saying he wouldn't have accepted a gay player on his team when he was a coach, citing major distractions, and so it's just a treasure trove of bigotry. And I was like, okay, you know, I know you can do this with almost any NFL personality is just Google their name and find some bullshit out about them. But this was one that Tony Dungy had uh, had evaded my knowledge for a very long time. So uh, last night we watched Bucks Cowboys. Uh, We have Carl Nassib on the field. It's not a story. No one gives a shit. So, Tony, not a distraction whatsoever. Get over yourself. And uh, not only is he a terrible announcer, Seemingly a terrible person. Um, I know he had a lot of public sympathy for some terrible thing that happened to him in the past that we will not bring up. And I do feel bad for him about that. But seems like otherwise, Tony has a lot of shit to figure out. And he's closing in on the end of his life. So it's time to start uh, 
talking to your God, Tony. Now what's wow. just just a side note? What's going on over there? Are you sitting on a barrel or something? It sounds like you're like rolling on something. Maybe it's oh, I don't know. Well, either way, I love the dark Tony Dungy takes because it's not everybody else on the internet is like he was boring. What a what a dull guy. And it's like nope. Turns out he's a fucking monster, and everything yeah. bad happened to him. He deserved it. He's actually Ooh. evil. It's not just boring. He's evil. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that is the, like the worst mind. kind of evil. It's like banal, you know? Yeah, yeah. The, he is. He's a Mengele. <laughs> uh, Bring back Dennis Miller, the right kind of evil. Yes. A spice. Yes. I evil did but, fall asleep. Uh, I actually went to bed during that. I game. did, too. I, I fell asleep I as well. Rush. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't go to bed. I was just watching on the couch and I was like, oh, this is nice. I can like take a little nap during the game. They were up 27 nothing. I was like, okay, well, whatever. And then I woke up and it was 20, it was like 2030. And I was like, oh, okay. Inch, when did this happen? Like but I had no idea because there's no, you know, raise in volume or excitement or passion in any of the calls. So I was just out. <laughs> Not even the game-winning field goal. They were just like, it's no, up and no. through the uprights. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for letting us know. Okay, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about uh, Wild Card Weekend a little bit more in depth. Uh, who is your wild card from Wild Card Weekend? Who stood out? Who did some crazy shit? Who do you want to talk about? Danny, hit us. I, I think I got the most obvious one here. Uh, Brett Maher. He was wow. he made that he made that game watchable honestly. He was the wild he was the straw that stirred that drink for me. I was able to watch the entire game just going off of what was going to happen with that dude. He was doing everything a kicker can possibly do to keep a game close and entertaining. And entertaining cuz <laughs> I mean by the second half it was clear the the Bucks were just plain awful. They were just done. So the whole drama of the game was Will McCarthy give this guy another chance? I was I was rooting for the Cowboys to keep scoring just so we could see what he would do. And McCarthy did keep giving him a chance. I get saying, like, look, we're winning comfortably. Let's let the guy get some confidence back. That's something you do between misses two and three. There should not be a miss number four. I'd, honest, I'd almost say McCarthy's the wild card for trotting him out there over and over again. Because let's not forget, he did kick yet another one at the very end, which was good. So he had five total kicks that he was allowed after missing the first four. That seems insane. And how does that really help with your confidence? Like, does it, is, is Brett Maher like, hey guys, don't worry. I figured everything out on kick number five. We're all set for next week. They said he, they said he got the yips. Here's my theory. Brett Maher is one of a dozen sleeper agents that Tom Brady has around the league. And they help <laughs> they help keep his career going. Kickers, refs, D Ford, Roger Goodell. Whenever Brady's in a bind and it looks like it's over, he activates one of these guys to help him win the game. But now he can't even keep a game close enough to cheat. So he might actually really be done. That's fantastic. I mean, you saw him on the like he those last couple of drives when it was clear the game was mathematically over and he was still giving it his all he can't give up he cannot he can't just admit 
defeat. He can't let go. Did you see the the tackle that he tried to make on the one interception where he like tried to tackle him and then just like slid with his feet forward into them? Like I was like, what have you ever tackled before in your entire life, bro? Like probably not. Probably privilege. Not. Child of privilege. Yeah. <laughs> Maher missing though. The after the when they put the camera on him after the third miss. Because it was when the Cowboys got into the red zone. Yeah. I know what you're They did yeah. a close-up on it. <laughs> it was funnier than, like, whole, I think you should leave sketches. That <laughs> two seconds of footage. Dak was losing his mind. He was like, go for fucking two. You yeah. can see him screaming and being yeah. held back. Now, like, someone on the internet did make a great point that, like, I didn't see Brett Maher screaming after every Dak interception during the regular season. <laughs> fair. Fair. Super fair. Um, Aaron, who's your wild card? Um, my wild card is uh, Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott because he had an interesting day in that he won a challenge for the first time all season, I think. Really surprising. There was a good shot of him throwing the flag down and then Stefan Diggs just like fist pumping in the air like at the end of the breakfast club. Um, So that was really great for him and I was happy. But then in the second half, McDermott decided to use two of the Bills' timeouts in like the most chaotic times and unnecessary times possible where there was one, you know, it was, it was a timeout before it was like third and long or something for the dolphins, the bills stopped them. And then, but they had to like redo the down because he had called timeout before. So it felt like the two times that he called the timeouts, the bills already made the play and there didn't really seem to be a point from a game management standpoint of why are you using these timeouts right now? Truly a wild card. Why are you using these timeouts at these seemingly it not important times where, and you know, I was already thinking towards the end of like the dolphins are going to score another field goal. They're going to tie it. The bills are going to have to win it on the last drive of the game, whatever. We're going to need the timeouts. I mean, maybe McDermott was just playing like 40 chess and he knew that the bills weren't going to need those timeouts. And it was just doing it to like mess with the dolphins somehow, but seeming seemingly no reason for using the timeouts when he did. And it backfired both times. Um, so he is my wild card of wild card weekend. You know, I, I think I've decided there's just no such thing as 4D chess. I think every, there's no, nobody's smarter than anybody. It doesn't exist. Trust, I'm trusting the process, Sean. Yeah. Just people getting lucky and unlucky, I think is the, all it is. Yeah. I, Aaron, you have identified something great though. A coach calling a timeout that's right before a play starts. So you get to see the play play out and then something happens good for your team and it's just the most infuriating. It's like, what was the point of that? What, like, like, trust your guys. I don't know. It was so frustrating. Of the many frustrating things that happened on Sunday. Oh, Sean. Um, Jamel, wild card. Hit us. Head coach of the Giants, Brian Dayball. Just a joy to watch on the sideline. <laughs> and a, a manic. Like, really wild. Like, one second, he is screaming at somebody at the top of his lungs. And the next second, he's the most calm guy you ever seen. He just got his sandwich at the deli. <laughs> totally different vibes. I saw, Like three times, he would be there would be shots of him just like, what the fucking fuck are you doing? What the fucking fuck? And then he would turn around and see Daniel Jones and be like, you all right? You okay? You good? I need a juice. You're doing great nice out there. That, like, like head coaches can emote now? Because I feel like... 
because of Bill Belichick and because of like that era or whatever, the thing was just for your head coach to not give you anything, no personality, no emotion, uh, just, just absolutely straight face in every time. And now I feel like we have grown as a society where we can see grown men process their emotions in real time, good and bad. So it, it is, he is a joy to watch and see his emotions play out in real time. He was There's, yelling, and it was New York style yelling, where he would yeah. yell so much that his chain would pop out of his uh, <laughs> coach pullover. He does look like one of Tony Soprano's guys sometimes. On That's the what I'm saying. It's pretty good TV. Um, all right, my wild card was Trevor Lawrence. I mean, a tale of two halves. <laughs> you have a guy just hilariously and comically throwing interceptions every attempt seemingly he was the bill maher of the saturday games bill but maher. only in the first half second half he is scorched earth trying to get the entire chargers coaching staff fired uh and does lead this hilarious comeback um him and doug peterson being paired up is just a great duo like he's everything carson wentz was not um and then to top it all off Video footage emerges of Trevor Lawrence late night at the Waffle House mm -hmm. celebrating with his friends. Pretty good. And that level of cool confidence and comfort should strike fear into the heart of Danny Solomon. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is bringing his psychotic behavior. I read an article this morning. Trevor Lawrence eats two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every morning to start his day. Whoa. That's Love wild. that for him. That's He's bringing breakfast. that energy to KC, and you should be terrified. Well, that's true. Patrick Mahomes never eats fast food, and uh, actually, the man brought a Whataburger to Kansas City. This is not even a comparison. The Waffle House thing so overrated. A guy could have walked into any fucking restaurant and everybody been like, "This guy's a fucking boss. He eats like us, like us fucking idiots who are fans of the team." <laughs> Like, what did he really do? <laughs> you better watch out. He had a waffle. Yeah, he's, he's coming. Yeah, I had a peanut yeah. butter and jelly sandwich earlier, too. <laughs> Is that cool? How come I don't get points for that? <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, Aaron, uh, tell us where we can uh, follow you for the rest of the playoffs and leave us with a Bills prediction, please. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. Um at Valerian32. You can also listen to last Friday's episode of ESPN Daily, which was all about the origin of Bill's Mafia and where that term came from is a deep dive investigation that I have been pitching for several years. So that's finally out in the world. Um, Bill's prediction, <laughs> it's, it's hard, right? Because I feel like everyone wants this game to be close. Everyone wants it to be a shootout. Everyone wants it to be, you know, 48 to 50 or whatever, just insane touchdown numbers but part of me feels like it, it's it's not going to be that close knowing how close both of their Bengals and Bills games were this past weekend um it's fun too because I don't know what kind of pain I'm in for you know what I mean like that's the fun thing about being a Bills fan every year is you don't know what the what the new kind of pain is we didn't know that we were going to get 13 seconds and now that is just like a part of the scar tissue on my heart so this is just a new opportunity for that. So um, prediction is there will be some type of pain. I think the Bills are going to win. I think the Bills are going to win. 
A painful um, victory. Try to enjoy both, it when they both do. Both of the Just thoughts they can fun. exist. They, I can hold these two ideas in my brain at the same time. I think I'm going to be in pain, but I think the Bills are also going to win. Um, I, I don't know. That's that's just all I got. Just be safe out there, man. <laughs> I, that's I'll all try. We ask. I didn't go to the floor at all yesterday or at all on Sunday. Um, that's usually the true sign that I am mentally unwell is if I'm like laying on the floor during a game. I was just kind of crouching on Sunday, just kind of hiding behind the couch a little bit, standing for most of it. But I didn't go full floor mode. So, you know, it's growth. We'll see if that happens on Sunday. I might have to go full floor mode, but, you know, that's why they play the game. Aaron Vale, thank you for joining. Thank you for continuing to share your Bill's journey straight to hell with us uh, over the years. Uh, We're rooting for you. We want Bill's uh, Chiefs, so... Go Bills. Thanks, guys. I do, too. Uh, go Bills. Eight teams left. We're down to the Elite Eight divisional round playoffs. Arguably the most fun football weekend. I mean, the championship Sunday is the two best games, but this one we get four really good games, like chef's kiss games. I, I like all of these games. Um, last week... Danny and Jamel went five and one. Um, I went three and three. I've fallen behind in the picks. Danny is now out ahead at 166, 109, and two. I'm two behind, 164, 108, and two. Jamel creeping. He's creeping back up there if he'd, if he'd make some curveball picks and everybody else uh, falters. He's at 165, 115, and two. The so Chargers can go to hell. Hey. I want everybody fired. I want them all sent to the fucking glue factory. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, Jamel's could have gone six and oh easily if the chargers just don't charge. So unbelievable, uh, bad break for you there. I mean, you I have the... to expect the chargers to charge though. I should have expected it. That's I blame myself more than the chargers for sure. But I knew that no matter what I did, I was going to tie with Danny. This I've been tying with Danny for like six straight weeks. I can't get away from this guy. Welcome. Welcome. And I hope you have $50 to put into a Benihana gift certificate. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like Star Wars when they got the fucking, when they in the fucking the, doing the dog fights. It's like, I can't shake him. But instead of me getting my shit blown up, I just buy you a gift card. Mm. That's, yeah. Some may say that's worse, because at least you don't live to see the humiliation. Yeah, it's true. I, I would much rather die in a space explosion. Uh, Saturday games, one thirty p.m. Jags at Chiefs. One first sentence. game of the weekend. <laughs> one sentence. Can, we get, <laughs> can it have a comma in it? Comma. I, this is going to be a blowout. <laughs> I I feel similarly confident in uh in my game as well. I'd like to know why you think this. Uh this these teams haven't played for when's the last time it was, I I can remember a Jags Chiefs matchup. Week 10 has week 10 sound to you. We beat <laughs> the tar out of these boys. It was 27-10 in the fourth quarter. We let up off the gas a little bit. We were up 20 to nothing basically going into the last minute of the second half and then there was like a muffed punt sort of deal or a muffed kick 
led to a, a score on their part and they kind of made it look respectable. It was not respectable. They couldn't handle Patrick Mahomes at all. Andy Reid knew everything Doug Peterson was thinking, except for the opening kickoff on Cider that, that Peterson pulled. That was the oh only time he got one over on Andy. That's not going to happen again. How are you getting points, Jags? How are you going to keep up? It ain't going to happen. Well, something must have happened in that game because they lose, bringing their record to three and seven, and then they turn their entire season around after that Chiefs game. So I don't know what they figured out there or what confidence they gained, but last time they left Arrowhead, they could have just packed it in and said, all right, that's a nice season. We're three and seven. We're the Jags. We suck. But something about that game made them realize, hey, actually, let's go back to Arrowhead in the playoffs and uh, get another ch- uh, crack at this thing. There, so, Danny, there is nothing about this Jaguars team that concerns you. No big balls dug, weird onside kicks, special team trick plays, Trevor Lawrence uh, making the leap. I mean, if you want to look at some of these games that the Jags won after the Chiefs game, I mean, the Ravens, the Tyler Huntley Ravens, they lose to the Lions, play the Titans twice, they're garbage. They beat the Cowboys in overtime. I'll give them that one. Maybe that's good. And then it's Jets, Texans after that, Titans again. You know, these these aren't Chiefs-level teams that they're going up against. I... I just think Andy Reid off the bye at home, Jaguars traveling. They don't have that Waffle House heat that keeps Trevor Lawrence going. There's not a Waffle House to be found in Kansas City. Or actually there is. They just opened one in Lenexa, Kansas. So my bad on that. But he ain't going to that one. He's going on a plane back to Jacksonville to watch the AFC Championship game. Or maybe he can fly out to New Orleans and watch us live. Uh, Christian weekend. Kirk in that in that game, nine receptions, a hundred yards, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Look, and look, we're hyping up the the Jags' offense. They're going to have to do anything they can to keep up with the Chiefs' offense, as we know. I would expect the Chiefs to put up at least four or five touchdowns, like minimum. So, and we bottled up Travis Etienne in that game. I think that's the strategy. You know, keep that one guy who's just so fast and elusive and dynamic keep that guy in check and then you know if marvin jones catches a 40 yard touchdown so be it patrick mahomes will just get that one right back seems like there's an advantage on special teams sure our special teams yes that is fair you know who knows but yeah i mean duh chiefs will probably win they should win i mean we saw brett maher miss four straight kicks and the Cowboys still blew him out by 25 points. You know, special teams don't mean shit. Let's face it. Um, and we're past the Andy Reid choking in the playoffs narrative, right? Like that's that's done. I mean, he's he's definitely better since Patrick Mahomes showed up. And maybe maybe you could call the Bengals a choke. Maybe you can call the I don't know the the. Pat's loss or the Tampa Bay Super Bowl, those like you can see the circumstances around those not really being Andy Reid's fault. Yeah. So the last choke was the Titans uh, loss in the playoffs. That's that's the last one. That's Alex Smith. That's on him. I curse that guy forever. (laughs) Now he's the best, but you know, he got what he deserved a compound fracture in his leg. That's about right. 
Damn. Can you set the scene, uh, how you're going to be watching this game, how you're going to be enjoying? I actually want to watch this one in the privacy of my own home around yep. no one. I don't even want my wife to be there, but unfortunately she has to witness the ups and downs of every football game because she's also become a fan of the Chiefs. And now she's starting to become a chip off the old block and getting as pissed off as me, as me at, at like bad calls and dumb fourth and two plays that pe- that for some reason, Andy, if I'm going to say anything negative about him, he likes to throw on fourth and one, fourth and two, third and one, third and two. He puts us in, in a bad spot. You can just run the ball, man. We get it. You're smart. Do you have to conjure some sort of hatred for the Jags or is this just kind of, it's the divisional round. You're in our way. Well, we're just making it to the next game. I mean, maybe this is a debate that we can have about when we watch our own teams, when you feel like your team is just a lock, do you just fear the fear? Like, do you just fear that something bad will happen because you're so confident? Like, you know, why does that make any difference? But sometimes you feel a little something. It's just like, it's the Jaguars. What are we talking about? The Jacksonville Uh, Jaguars. Jamel, do you have uh, your two cents on this game and who are you picking to win? Actually, I don't. The only thing I want to say about this game is um, I, I feel like um, is like aesthetically, this isn't going to be a fun game to watch. Like it's the early game and Arrowhead's going to be like half in the shade. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like that bright red versus just like straight white. The Jags are going to come out in the dumb white and black uniforms. Yeah. That make me think of the uh, Memphis Grizzlies Martin Luther King Day uniforms. Mm-hmm. And then I start thinking about Martin Luther King getting shot by the FBI. And then you're like, I shouldn't even watch football anymore. Exactly. Something about those color combos just makes me think of like past atrocities. <laughs> Most certainly. I, uh, that's the first thing you think of when you see Chiefs Jags on the schedule. <laughs> the death of Martin Luther King Jr. I totally agree. Um, I don't like Arrowhead in the daytime, honestly. I don't like, it gets very overcast. It looks ugly during these early playoff games. But what yeah. it does set us up real nice for is the Bills Chiefs in Atlanta, in the Dome, night game. It's going to be so beautiful. Who gets yes, the home maybe. unis in that one, by the way? Is it us? I think might they be both a coin, get the Might homes. be a coin flip. Yeah. It's red like versus that. blue. So it looks like it's going to be just kind of mild, 30 degrees, not freezing cold, no rain or snow. Um, okay. Uh, you know, I'm picking the Chiefs. Chiefs. I, I'd love to have some sort of Jags zag, but no, this is a Chiefs win. I mean, the only thing that the Chiefs could do wrong is uh, be winning by too much in the first half. Yeah, and let's slow it kind down. Of fall asleep. Slow it down in the second half. Get ready for Buffalo. God, this is going to look bad if we lose. I I do not want to be doing a live show in New Orleans, having to cover the fucking Jaguars. Please, Lord, let that not happen. I'd rather get COVID. I had a similar thing when the Eagles had already uh, went to the Super Bowl, and it was going to be the Patriots or the Jags, and the Jags almost beat the Pats in the AFC Championship. Mm. It would have felt like a fraudulent Super Bowl win. Like, oh, you beat the Jags? Who gives a fuck? But thank, thankfully, we got the, the Tom Brady Patriots to, to beat. Um, 
okay, I'm picking the Chiefs. The only way the Jags stand a chance in this is if Patrick Mahomes, you know, breaks his arm in half uh, in the first quarter. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ, Sorry. man. <laughs> um, okay, moving on. Saturday night game, prime time, 5.15 p.m., Giants at Eagles. I feel like you just described, Danny. I feel extremely confident. Um, I welcome Daniel Jones. Uh, I, I know he's uh, Michael Vick uh, combined with Dan Marino at this point, according to uh, the media, but he does not scare me. Uh, we have owned the Giants for the last, as long as I can remember, honestly. like We always beat this team. That's where the fear comes in, where it's this shit, this is who I wanted, by the way. I wanted to play the Giants. I didn't give a fuck that they look good against the Vikings. Saquon looks amazing. I am scared of him. The receivers suck. Daniel Jones can't throw the ball very well. So if you just don't let him scramble for 100 yards, I, I feel pretty good about this. He doesn't look great throwing in the middle of the field. Everything he completed was to the sideline, Slayton coming on some crosses, but he, it seems like he doesn't really know how to work the middle of the field, but he can also run for like 80 plus a game. The guy's got wheels. Danny Dimes. He happens to have wheels. Danny W. Dimes. He looked immaculate out there. I mean, come and, on. You know, I don't know if you guys uh, keep this in mind that the Giants started like 7-0 and or 8-0 and and we all were like, okay, they're going to come back down to earth. So the back half of their season, they've been like two, six, and one or some shit. So they are not exactly on fire, but in by any means. Yo, yes, they beat it. A, a f- in Minnesota, that's hey, that, for, yeah. fuck the regular I'm not taking season. that away from them. I'm not taking that as a big win. Pretty convincing win. I know it was a close game, but they kind of felt like they had it in hand. Dable yeah. might be coach of the year. Um, Definitely I think, coach of the year. At uh, least baby of the year. <laughs> he looks like a big baby. Uh, this game has happened twice already. Uh, obviously, the first one, 48 to 22 Eagles. Mm-hmm. This is when both teams were at full strength. Um, yeah, well, that's a great question about Jalen Hurts is how full is he strength, at full strength is he? Because um, we saw half strength. No bueno. That was also a very vanilla kind of offense that we did not do everything we'd normally would do in that game, defensively and offensively. Just we were run playing the Philly special 10 times in a row. Yeah. What are you talking about? So. That second game, uh, what we what was the score there? I, th- I believe it was twenty two to sixteen Eagles. So kind of a shit your pants at the end, even though it wasn't that close. I think we were winning nineteen to zero at some point. So you know we let them back into the game, but basically we've controlled the Giants both times that they've played. Um, Jalen Hurts, I think, will be fully unleashed, ready to get freaky in the open field, as he likes to say. They're not gonna hold anything back lane johnson will be back this team is as healthy as you can ask for coming into a playoff game um i would be stunned i truly stunned i would feel like you would feel if the jags beat the chiefs i know everybody likes this giants team a little more this is different dude this is a division opponent you know these division games this is the best division in football history dan it is you guys have three teams in the divisional round I, it's just everything on paper says Eagles. I mean, this home crowd going to be going insane. This is Eli Manning reincarnated. We always beat Eli Manning in big games. 
Eli's going to the game. I don't know if you saw that story. He He's, is. He vowed when he retired, he would never return to Lincoln Financial Field. And he's reneged on that promise and said he will now go to support the Daniel Jones Giants. I like, omen. I like it. I like the juice it brings. For sure. Danny's going to see his man, his spiritual counterpart in the stands, and he's going to go, you know, Super Bowl against Tom Brady mode. Danny uh, Dimes. The only uh, fear coming into this game is the, blind, the, the Giants are not afraid to blitz the living shit out of Jalen Hurts. And that is the one thing he struggles with is when you put pressure on him, that is where he he puts his eyes down. He does not continue looking downfield. So he wants to run in that. And if you can trap him, you know, that's just kind of what they did in this last game because he didn't want to run either in the week 18 game. So if they just go balls to the wall blitzes all game, you know, you got to like the one-on-ones with AJ Brown. What is going on? But, I mean, you can't, you can't give this stuff away for free. You can't tell the people how to beat your team. This is why I only say nice things about the Chiefs. I never talk about Dable, any of their flaws. Brian Dable was the quarterback's coach at Alabama when Jalen Hurts was the quarterback there. They know each other really well. Mm-hmm. And Dable is the one who wanted to bench Hurts for Tua. And that's why Hurts transferred away from Alabama. So they have a history. That's um, insane. And Dable knows, or at least he thinks he knows, how to... Uh, get to Hertz or what some of his flaws are. So, you know, I am, I do think the Giants game plan defensively is going to be aggressive. And if the Eagles aren't ready for that, it'll be an indictment on the Eagles coaching staff because it seems clear that's what they're going to do. I mean, I think this game is as much about Saquon as it is Hertz. Saquon looks. He looks right, mm-hmm. and he, he looks he looks right at the right time. The beauty of this is that we're in the playoffs now. We're in the divisional round, too, a respectable round. We don't have to worry about keeping a game close. We don't have to worry about letting a team nope. back in. We're, you know, you're not thinking the pundits are going to slam you because you uh you know let the you took the Texans to overtime in week 15 and now everybody's like are they really as good as but that conversation's all over a game can be as close as you want the stress is gone you're in the playoffs now win by half a point and you still win so if you think you got 1 points worth of an advantage over the Giants then you'll probably win the game and there's nothing to fear and because I know you're picking the Eagles, I'm picking the Eagles. Okay. I am picking the Eagles. I think uh, we've proven time and time again we're better than this Giants team. Jamel Johnson. This is interesting. I've been riding the Giants for about half a decade. And this is the first Giants team that actually made me sound like I knew what I was talking about. I mean, I'm picking the Giants just because I'm behind and I really want to come in second. <laughs> this if might get I, me, You might take this uh, all the way to the Super Bowl. Who knows? Okay. Jamal's got the Giants. I am picking the Eagles. El Gigante. Uh, you know, I will be watching this game in Riverside with my family. Uh, we will be singing the Eagles fight song endlessly all night as we just rain down hell on this beloved Giants team somehow. Fucking media darling. 
Okay, Sunday games. A nice high noon, 12 p.m. start. Bengals at Bills. These Sunday games, I would even argue. I I know our teams are involved on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Both these Sunday games are fucking awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to be kicking my feet up, not worrying about what the Chiefs are going to do because we've come off a 30-point win and we can just really watch some interesting football. Bengals, not that impressive uh, in that Ravens game. I know, as Jamal pointed out, uh, divisional games are strange, especially in the playoffs, but they only scored like 17 points. They had a, a long touchdown return on that Huntley, QB, whatever the fuck it was that ruined the Ravens' chances. Um, Bro, but- I can I just say one thing? I had Joe Burrow throwing two touchdowns. And the one that they took from him in the second half and reviewed because the guy went out at the half yard line. These are the things that remind me that all of this shit is rigged. And there were, there were, there was someone in the ref's headset who told them the over had to be. It is the only explanation. It's the only reason they even allowed reviews was for sports gambling facts. Danny, who do you want to win this game? You know, pres- you know. Let's presume that the Chiefs advance. Do you want to host a game at Arrowhead against the Bengals and get that rematch, or do you rather go to Atlanta and do the Bills? I think I made it pretty clear that I love this Atlanta game. I love the aesthetics of it. I love the idea of Patrick Mahomes finally in a dome in the playoffs. I really, I you know, Arrowhead's great. Arrowhead's a fun little advantage it's not that much of an advantage sometimes we lose at arrowhead i've seen it enough times recently it's not something that either team isn't used to playing in cold weather so there's really nothing there i'm not going to go to the game i'd actually be more likely to go to atlanta we're at least closer in new orleans we could maybe drive up during the i don't know how it would work logistically Mm -hmm. it doesn't make any sense but still just the feeling that patrick Mahomes is close i would prefer that and i'd prefer the bills team I think we can beat the Bills without Von Miller. I worry a little bit more about the Bengals and just Joe Burrow doing some elusive bullshit. And their defense is not good statistically, but they come up with big plays, especially against us. I want the Bills to win. Unfortunately, I think the Bengals are going to win. Are you picking the Bengals? Let's let's see how this conversation progresses. But, <laughs> but I'm leaning. Okay. Uh, do you think DeMar Hamlin uh, is in attendance of this game? He was not at last week's uh, wildcard game, but it seems like he is um, recovering amazingly and is potentially going to go out there and lead the team out onto the field, which would just be very hard to overcome. Look, I say this in the, in the, most, uh, the utmost of respectful manners to DeMar Hamlin in the situation that brought us to even talk about him coming to the game like this, it would be malpractice of him if he is fully healthy or healthy enough to be there to not be there because he knows the juice he can bring him being there at the stadium fans going nuts. They need that, that energy to beat the Bengals. I hope they do. I hope he shows. I mean, yeah, I guess that was the deal. I was wondering what was going on with the Bills against the Dolphins, and 
I had kind of assumed that DeMar was there. I was like, DeMar's there and they're playing like this? But he wasn't there at all. He wasn't there. And it still works. Yeah, I mean, if he's physically there, get out of here. It's The Bills will find a way. It's a, yeah, it's a tough one to call because, like, I, I also believe in, like, um, if you win a game that you played bad in, the next game you're going to be amazing. It's like um, – Oh, cheat code. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a little cheat code. But both teams kind of did this. Also, this is the the best quarterback matchup of the weekend. Most of the other quarterback matchups aren't great. I mean, Mahomes, Lawrence. Lawrence is interesting, but he's one, not on an elite level of quarterback play. Yeah, he's the he number might, one pick. He might, he's the number he, one pick, though. So. He's, he's supposed it. to get there, but he's not there yet. This he could keep, be the, the game. Yeah, keep this game uh, close, and you might be top, top seven. Jones hurts. I mean – I'm not giving Daniel Jones that sort of respect quite yet. Um, Bias. And then Purdy Prescott. Well, that's, yeah, that's the bottom. No, thanks. So uh, Burrow, Josh Allen, this is the quarterback matchup. So this game will be really fun. You think the offenses are both going to be humming and the problem the the Bengals have is they have no offensive linemen. They keep losing guys. I don't know if the bills defense can take advantage of that situation anymore. Von Miller was here. I mean, this would be a route. This would be a blowout. It'd be a, a real fun game to watch, actually, just to see Joe Burrow just get his ass handed to him play after play. But it's kind of a bad Bills defense lately that he's going up against. Kind of not what was advertised. So it's really just a matter of like who played bad next week that's going to be fine this week. And. Once Jamel picks, then I will say who I'm feeling. <laughs> Jamel, who you got? Uh, Bills. I am selecting the Bills as well. Thank you for doing that. Uh, I am going to select the Bills. I think just wow. because See, I want this I think to you're happen. playing a little bit of defense right now. I'm Danny. allowed to. Of course I, you, he is. I didn't tell you but, to pick first. I said Jamel can pick. And okay, well, Danny. Well, 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 so we all pick the Bills. Okay, Sunday, 3.30 p.m., Cowboys at Niners. You got to nail Danny will two. tell us who he's picking first, and then uh, we'll all select later. But we can talk about the game first. Well, we can talk um, about the San Francisco 49ers winning this game. I'm fine with being – I'm confident about this one more so than, than – Probably any of the games we've already talked about. I would say so this are... is the most confident I feel about an outcome. Niners at That's home. That's interesting. Brock Purdy looks good. We can make fun of him for not playing a name. He is making plays. I don't, throw Trey Lance in the garbage. Trade him to the Raiders or whoever needs to trade him to the Colts. Whoever thinks they can fix Trey Lance. The guy's getting hurt, and he didn't look that great out on the field. He definitely doesn't look as good as Brock Purdy's looked. And you don't even need Brock Purdy to be good. The fact that he's good is icing on the Christian McCaffrey Sunday. Is that how Sundays work? They're iced? Point is, they got a great offense, and they got a great defense. And the only team that can beat the San Francisco 49ers are the Kansas City Chiefs. That's been proven. That's outrageous. Um, I think that game, uh, that Seahawks Niners game closer than the final score was. I mean, the Seahawks are leading at halftime. They're going in to score and then you get the strip sack, uh, 
that would have tied the game uh, as they go into score. And then they just kind of, you know, they pitched a solid uh, seven innings or whatever. That was and they just not- got fucking rocked. That was like when in the action movie where the villain gets shot and then as he's going down, he just with his last dying breath, he shoots the 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 hero's friend or something. You know, <laughs> he's just like about to die and then gives him one like, I'm not going out without something. That's something respectable here. And that's all they had. The, so, the Niners steamrolled them in the second half. You're not buying any Cowboys stock. You're just chalking that up to that that Bucks team was ass in eight and nine and didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. We both know you're not buying any Cowboys stock. So what do you want? You're trying to convince me to buy them. I'm <laughs> entertaining the idea of of a Cowboys victory. It, it, wow. One of these games is the Brock Purdy collapse. The Cowboys can score with this team. I think if this becomes a shootout, that's where the Niners get in some trouble. Actually, so. You know, do you think the Cowboys can move the ball? I do. I definitely think they are capable of moving the ball. I just don't think they can move the ball more than the Niners can. Well, see, and I the Niners' they, defense they, is better. Yeah, and that's true. And I think the Niners' offensive line is better. I just see Brock Purdy getting hit a lot in this game. Yeah. Trying to make plays and getting tagged. I mean, there was a great showing from that Cowboys defensive line. I'll give you that in this Bucks game. But the Bucks offensive line has been notoriously bad all season. They just had to like yeah. rip guys off the IR to play in this one game. They weren't fully healthy. I don't think the Niners really have that problem. I will say Cowboys Niners playoffs matchups for teams that I don't aren't my team. This is about just about my favorite playoff matchup that you can get. I love a Cowboys Niners game. And I know Jamel's saying uh, we're trapped in the nineties or whatever, but all the, every time they play, it's great. Yeah. I uh, see. This is one of those games. This is one of those games you would see in the nineties all the time. You'd be like, man, fuck this. Yeah. Classic Quincy Carter V Jeff Garcia matchup, but no. it's actually the perfect, it's the perfect color matchup. Yes. It is exact. Yin and yang of sports colors. Do you prefer the the whites or or colored jerseys in your in your neck of the woods? Is that how they say? Do that? I prefer whites or coloreds? You know, just say that. We'll clip it and uh, and we'll use it as a promo so people listen. Like for each for our individual home teams or for this game? Yes. Do you prefer white or colored supremacy? I. On my end, I like the the midnight green on the white pant. Mm-hmm. I think it is a, a solid look. I think I hope that's what we go with on Saturday. I'm a uh, I'm I'm a red tops, white bottoms guy. Some yeah. people try to say it's the all reds. Get out of here with that. Our, our best look is white tops, red bottoms. That is a good look. I like your Command maroon noise. tops, uh, yellow bottoms. I I do eh. like them, but they're not better. They're not better, and we also never won in them shits. And the Niners um, look immaculate in the in their red tops, white bottoms. Oh, no, and they do no. the '94 throwback too. It's unbelievable. It's awesome. So that's no, the advantage right there. Pierre Garcon used to look really good in the red top, yellow bottoms. <laughs> uh, Jamel, who do you see winning this game? Danny is locked into his Niners pick. I mean, it should be the Niners, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm going with the Cowboys, my new favorite team in football. So history. you think? 
you're going to see a Giants headed to Dallas NFC Championship game. How Cowboys nuts. Giants. That is Jamel's prediction is Cowboys <laughs> Giants. It's really a nasty business. But I've what I learned about gambling is also like I can't I you have to bet on what's going to make you sick to your stomach and it is this game. That's true. It does feel though that championship weekend no matter how much intrigue all the other teams bring to the table, it just ends up shaking out to pretty much the four best teams. And I think that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. And I agree with you that the Niners are a better team than the Cowboys, but I am going to zag on this one and I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win this game. And it solely is because of the Brock Purdy thing. I think this game turns into a shootout. I, you know, the Seahawks move the ball pretty well on this like vaunted Niners defense. So if the Cowboys can do that, Brock Purdy is going to have to be in high pressure situations again and again and again. At some point, he's going to have to turn the ball over. That's just the the law of football that me just watching it my whole life and thinking I have some understanding of it is that rookie quarterbacks in the playoffs suck. It just is what it is. Well, but let's not pretend like Brock Purdy is the only reason you're picking the Cowboys. The reason you're really picking the Cowboys is because of the Buccaneers and the Ravens who you picked and they lost and now you're desperate and you got to make up reasons why Brock Purdy's going to fold. He's, I mean, he's good enough to win. And what I love is the sweet, sweet irony that not only are you going to be handing over $50 into a gift card that's going straight to my, to my account, but also you're doing it by picking the Cowboys in the playoffs. Well, I think a, a very fun path for the Eagles would be Eliminate the Giants. Eliminate, eliminate the, the Cowboys. Cowboys. That'd be crazy. That sound, that's my dream playoff That'd scenario, be crazy. Is get the fuck out to both those teams. That would make me so happy. Like, truly. So, if Dallas wants to come to the play an NFC Championship game, if they can make it to come into Philly, I welcome that. So much fun. I and both Cowboys-Eagles games this season, one of the teams had a backup quarterback each time. So, we haven't seen these teams both at full strength. And I think a Cowboys-Eagles matchup would be quite delicious, scrumptious for when we're in New Orleans, all watching that game together. So all we can do now is pray that both of our teams advance yeah. so we can be excited instead of completely sad and hating football at that point. Um, so I'm Jamel and I are picking the Cowboys. Danny's on the Niners. Let's get into this week's mailbag. Beep, beep. Love mail. You've got mail. Every week, fans from across the globe write into Star We Love Football headquarters with thoughts, questions, concerns, and we read three of them right now. Uh, Danny, do you have a letter? I do, and you'll never believe where it's from. Hmm. The bottom of the bag. Oh! But it is from a guy. Uh, so here we go. Hey, guys, love the show. This is Jamal Jensen, head of marketing at EA Sports. Wanted to write in to give your fans a special announcement regarding Madden 24, available August 2023. That news is that we've selected our cover star, and unfortunately, it's Jalen Hurts. It was a tough decision-making process since the clear best player in the league, Patrick Mahomes, 
has been on the cover too many times. And our usual mainstays, Rodgers and Brady, both suck now. We thought about up-and-comers like Burrow or Allen, but they kind of stank in the wildcard round, and it doesn't feel right anymore. We thought about a dominant non-QB like Justin Jefferson, but he had like 40 yards in his last three games. That wasn't good. Or a defensive player like Nick Bosa, but he only agreed to do it if he could hold up a photo of Hunter Biden's penis. So we finally decided, completely by default, that it should be Jalen Hurts. Congratulations, Dan. You're the only one who feels good about this. And hopefully we can bring back Pat in 2025 after he wins back-to-back Lombardis. Signed, Jamal Jensen. Uh, I love this. I welcome it. I want Jalen Hurts to get all of the attention and acclaim that he deserves. I want kids to see the cover and be like, I'm playing as the Eagles so I could be Hurts. That is awesome. So if that actually does play out, which I think you're on, uh, J- Jamal, I think you might be uh, right about this. I think that, it is uh, the only way this goes. And, um, you know, it's a bummer. It's a bummer for the kids of America. But the Madden curse is dead now, right? I think mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes killed it. Once going Madden the died, Bowl, right at, the yes. curse was passed on to Tony Dungy. Yeah, it's like smile. You have to, you have to give it to someone else. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I like it. No, hey, that, congratulations. That me get, I'll buy a system if he's on the on the cover. Jamal Jansen, did he look like me with like a big, like fake mustache? He's white, actually. He's a white man. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> did not see that coming. White Jamal. But he's like, he's, you know, it, it's he's like Russian. So it's, you oh, know. Mm. I, I always knew this day would come. Yeah, he's like, uh, oh, he's like that little, that little dude. What's his name? Um, little Hezbollah. Hezbollah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's whatever <laughs> Slavic nation that guy is. He's the probably. guy. He's, he's the guy. Little Hezbollah's been fighting for the past few years. I love that. Just weirdos, just like people who are just kind of interesting looking, can become celebrities now. Yeah, yeah it is a good life. Just, you know, trot him out to a ringside at a boxing match. And it's like, cool. Did you see that, that guy's here? Speaking of people who look funny, did you see the guy who uh, lost the slap battle finals or whatever? The uh, There was that big uh, slap battle tournament. And you just got the photo of the one guy who the entire left side of his face just completely puffer fished. And he looks like... Uh, just his his entire cheekbone is popping out of his eyeball. Ugh, no. Was this in Vegas though? I think I started to watch a video about it and didn't finish it. Yeah, I think I think the uh Vegas Wi-Fi sends you some weird shit on purpose. <laughs> um okay, I have a letter here. I'm going to reach to the middle of the bag. Uh this letter is from Cliff Kingsbury. Uh he writes, he says, "Hey guys, love the show." Ever since the Cardinals fired me and I moved to Thailand, things have been working out great. I was sick of life in the NFL, but I'm not through with football yet. And I've decided I'm starting my own team in Bangkok. We're the Bangkok Kingsburys, and we're going to be training around the clock to challenge the Cardinals to a football match on a neutral field in Sang Kong later this year. Good luck scampering around that field, Kyler. The field's made entirely of snakes and scorpions. Signed Cliff Keith Kingsbury. That's right. My initials are KKK. 
Whoa. Hey. I don't know why he included that. He did <laughs> not have to tell us that. It's been a lot of that in the pod, mostly for me, accidentally. Whites and coloreds, Nazi doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm. that's true. That's true. Sorry. It's been a theme. Sorry, yeah. guys. That's an early uh, story. It's not the sorry. So, it, why did Cliff tell us he was going to Thailand? Like, why do I know Cliff Kingsbury is in Thailand right now, just avoiding football? I, he was getting job offers, and I think you know Joe right. on the phone. Somebody's trying to hit him up, and he's like, "I'm not taking any job offers right now. I'm in Thailand with a big butted, beautiful woman." I don't know if you saw that photo, but. It was the it was from his Instagram or something like that. It was uh, his wife, girlfriend, uh, partner for the night, whoever it was. But she was a, a very attractive woman. And the joke online was that, hey, who wants to take the fucking Colts job when you've got this to look at? Fair point. Uh, Jamal, do you have a letter? Yeah, yeah, guys, I got a big one this week. I got a letter from Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah, finally. You were wondering where he was? He was at Sorry We Love Football. Uh, Hey, guys. Big fan of the show. Glad I had an opportunity to finally write in. Now, I know a lot of people have been wondering where I was during my team's wild card loss. I know Michael Vick was wondering why I didn't put a boot on and go play football with a goddamn boot on. It's because I hate my job just like everyone else in America. This is a job. Yeah, it's football, and football is emotional, and you watch Remember the Titans once a month. But it is a job. And my job stinks. They keep asking me to work more hours, and they give me less and less shit to do my job. Imagine if you worked at Wendy's, and they were just like, hey, um, there's no spicy nuggets. There's no spicy nuggets for the rest of the year. And you knew if you had to tell 10 straight people there wasn't spicy nuggets, you might have to fight a motherfucker at the drive-thru window. You might tell them you're sick today if that was you. Imagine working at GameStop and they were like, all right, there's no copies of the Final Fantasy VII remake. And you're supposed to go do your job? You're supposed to go tell people they only get to play some of the games? Fuck that. You're calling out. Why is playing quarterback the only job where you're not allowed to no call, no show? I think everybody gets a day off, and I think I deserve it the most. And it wasn't no way in hell I was going to go play football with a knee brace on after I watched Robert Griffin III blow his knee up on TV and start liking white women. (laughs) You never even thought about that. The knee injury caused him to like white women. There's way more problems that football causes us than you even realize. It doesn't even stop at CTE. So I took a night off. I'll see you guys next year on the Jets. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Breaking news here on the show. Uh, the, no, I, the no show, no call. Uh, that was a patented move by one of our uh, former Co coworkers at Crashleets, mm-hmm. where you just disappear for a few days and then you'll see pictures of him in the mountains. Skiing, you're just like, what it up. the fuck? Yeah, and then just come back and be like, oh yeah, I was I was really sad. Yeah, he yeah. was he he was he was in Zurich <laughs> making a comedy video and then skiing, and then he comes back to his comedy job and doesn't work. Fit uh, incredible stuff, but yeah. I like that you're saying Jamel. Why can't uh, Lamar Jackson just be like the rest of us? 
It's just football, gang. It's just football. Uh, final thoughts on the week, Danny. Uh, I'll just scare you with one little stat that I just found on the internet. Highest graded quarterbacks since week 13. Joe Burrow, 90.6. Daniel W. Dimes, second place, 89.2. This guy's hot, and he's coming right for you. It's fine. I, I welcome it. Uh, he's a fraud. I cannot wait to pull his pants down on primetime TV, check for poop stains, and they're going to be there. There's going to be piss stains. There's going to be bloody shits. It's going to be really bad down in his pants. I'm telling you that right now. All right. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> My final thought is uh, the time for relaxing football is over. It's fucking game time, Danny. Our teams are in this. Let's go win this shit. I want Chiefs, Eagles, Super Bowl. That is what the show deserves. That is what we've been working towards. I don't know how I affect the outcome of any of this stuff, but tell me what I got to do, and I'm down to help. We might have to sacrifice Jamel. <laughs> That's cool. Jamel, final thoughts. Um, If you're in New Orleans or Louisiana or Mississippi or Alabama, come Check us out at SDHQ Sports Drink Headquarters in New Orleans for Championship Sunday. Come watch us. We're doing a watch party. It's going to be fun. I'm giving away some stuff from the closet. We got. We, it's just going to be a good-ass time. And it's New Orleans, so everybody's going to be hammered. And, uh, and stick around for us the next week where we'll be watching the Chiefs and Eagles in the Pro Bowl games. <laughs> How dare you? I'm sorry. How I said dare that. you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. On, I'm sorry. I didn't plug the, sh the live show earlier. Uh, sorry, we love football live. New Orleans Championship Sunday. Be there. Sorry, we're gonna have to sacrifice Jamel before then. But uh, you know what? Yeah, I won't be there. But yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry.